0: God bless you. You may be seated today. Thank you for braving this weather. It's good to see you in church. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. Now there, there's a term, if you've never heard it, surely you have by now, when somebody says this is this is a game changer. Or, this is this is going to change. This is a game changer. Meaning something or someone that affects the result, of course, in sports. Affects the results of a game in a very big way. But if something is a game changer, I mean, that's a pretty big phrase, it has a big and important effect on something, usually making the difference between one thing happening and another. And the term, and you got to get this today, this is where we're going. The term game changer is a resourceful word that can be applied to an endless array of situations, but it's always rooted in the same meaning, and that is this. Something massively altering, usually in a positive way. Let me say it one more time. It's a game changer. Something massively altering, usually in a positive way. And here arrives the angel to the young Virgin girl Mary starts dropping this amazing news. You're highly favored. The Lord is with thee. You're blessed among all these women. Mary sees the angel. She's a little bit troubled. Who wouldn't be? Uh, What's this meaning that this angel's talking about? And that's when the angel said, don't fear, you've found favor with God. You're going to conceive in your womb, bring forth the son You're going to call his name Jesus. This is going to be part of his biography. He's going to be great. He's going to be called the son of the highest. The Lord is going to give unto him the throne of his father, David. He's going to reign over the house of Jacob forever. You're going to give birth to something that of his kingdom, when he gets here, there'll be no end. And Mary's response was, let's see. How's this going to work, seeing I know not a man? Now I'll just miss the kids who so were male and female. He created them, and we have procreation, male, female, give birth to children, but not in this case, there was not going to be a man involved. And so Mary's uh, response was not of doubt. It's just, "I'd like to know how shall this be? seeing I know not a man. It's not going to be a man involved in this. And the angel's response was, "The Holy Ghost. And see, when I'm preaching this today, and I'm, I'm going to dig it out of us today through the word, but I got to get you to know and see that this response from the angel cannot be looked at as, oh, I've heard that before. It's got to be looked at if we want deliverance today as, my God, that's a powerful response from the angel, and that is the Holy Ghost is going to come upon thee, and the power Of the highest is going to overshadow you for with god nothing shall be impossible and that's when mary said i'm in be it unto me according to that word and the angel didn't have to argue just left because mary accepted it but i want to focus and preach uh this morning on this part how shall this be sing i know not a man and in prayer this week for this church, on and on, I kept hearing the word how. It kept coming to me over and over uh, again for Christ Tabernacle, Herrick, Illinois, on this February weekend. And that, and I need all of y'all today. Come on, not just me. I need you to be honest, open, real, and let, let's ask the upfront question today. But it's the answer from the angel that's not only made a difference in Mary's life, cause that Jesus was born, am I right? And I can just say the rest is history after he was born. He was great and still is great. But we gotta have that answer from the angel today some way 2000 and something years later in this building and in our lives today. Because the angel did not respond which is what's happening too much today with a my opinion or a fleshly answer. The angel did not say, Mary, we're gonna send you on a three-day seminar and after that, you're gonna bring home a bunch of DVDs and manuals and training material. No, the answer was direct and the answer was simple. But I need you to believe with me, but the answer was yet powerful. That when the angel looked at Mary and said, here's how it's going to work. The Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. And the power of the highest is going to overshadow you. And I'm going to say it again. Mary did not respond in unbelief. Mary did not say I need further proof and more info. She just said behold the hand may the Lord be it unto me according to. You would trust me today in saying that in the last few days, over and over and over, I could not shake hearing the word how from the people that are in this room today. In prayer, I heard it. In study, I heard it. And I heard it more than once. How, pastor shoulders, meaning in what manner or by what means am I going to get through this fiery trial that I'm in the midst of right now how or in what manner by what means am I going to make it through this rocky situation in my home my marriage and in my family there's an issue that we are up against how am I going to survive this diagnosis that I just got in my body that was negative how am I ever going to get out of this open Depression or depression or fear or worry. And I felt this this morning in prayer that there, there's somebody in here today, it's dark in your life and you don't even know how you're gonna make it, how you're gonna go on. Somebody's even asked the question, is life worth living? Yes, it's worth living. You're asking how can I get out of that horrible pit and miry clay that David spoke of? How am I gonna get out of that to stand with a new song in my mouth. In what manner or by what means am I gonna survive this severe testing of my faith that seems? so hard and I'm so lonely right now and I've come today from Music City I come today from Nashville not with a new answer I don't have a new method in a briefcase I don't have a new theory that I got off of my cell phone I'm not going to ask you today to Google how you're going to come out of it we're not going to ask Siri we're not going to ask Alexa and for God's sake we're not going to ask social media gurus how we're going to come out of it. But God sent me with a short but direct word today to tell somebody that when you're faced with something that looks impossible, feels impossible, and you say, man, I'm at the spot. How am I going to come through? God sent me, come on, it's not deep. God sent me to tell you that the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you and the power of the highest is going to over. If you came today looking for a fancy answer, I'm not your guy. But if you want me to tell you how you can get through it, God sent me to tell you that the Holy Ghost is gonna come upon you. His power is gonna overshadow you and what God did for her, he can do for you. What God did for me, he can do for you in this house today. I wish everybody would clap if you believe the Holy Ghost can do that. I have a mandate today. Team, just whisper under your breath that God will allow me to get this mandate out. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. Say it with me. He's gonna. To... What's that even mean? If you know the meaning, you'll say it even stronger. It means tower above. It means cast a shadow over. It means to appear, here it is, much more prominent or important than. And since faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word, I'm gonna say it again. When God's power overshadows you, that means his power towers above every devil. It towers above every fear. When God's power overshadows, It's not more prominent. It's much more prominent. I'm going to say it louder. There's not a sickness in here that God's power cannot overshadow that sickness. There's not a disease in here that God's power cannot overshadow that disease. God's power is bigger than every devil, sickness, darkness. And I kept hearing this when I studied. And I'm, I'm, I'm really not worried about what key I'm in, but I kept hearing it. Water, you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. None like you. And if you don't hear anything, here, this. try that again our God is greater our God is stronger God you are higher than any other our God is he come on there's not a sickness situation storm circumstance I'm gonna say it louder than I've ever preached it God's bigger than what you're facing right now And when that ultimate game changer comes in your life, which means it massively alters your life, it massively affects your situation in a positive and power the Holy Ghost. The ultimate game changer is the power of God. The ultimate game changer is the presence of God. And I'll prove it. The praise team got up here today. Didn't they do awesome? You always have great music. You always have great music. But did you notice when the Spirit of the Lord walked in here, tears started flowing. People came to the altar. I believe people were forever touched today. I'm going to say it loud. I say it everywhere I go. So no reflection on this church. I say it to our church. I scream it loud. Thank God for lights thank god for bells thank god for whistles thank god for video screens thank god for music thank god for preaching but the ultimate game changer is when the holy ghost walks in a room walks in a life walks in a church walks in a marriage because when his power overshadows us nothing can stop us What other people can't do, the Holy Ghost can do. When answers aren't enough, the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, can come upon you. And the power of God's might can cast a tower above you, whatever you're up against. And I could take us back to the book of beginnings, which I will. Book of Genesis. How about we just start at the first chapter? How about if we start at the first verse in your bible? In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form. This is bible. It was void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. We got a problem. We need help. Didn't take long, and the Spirit capital S and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. You ready? And when the spirit moved and God said, let there be light and there the spirit moved, God spoke. Spirit moved. And let me translate. It was formless. It was void. It was waste. It was emptiness. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And I don't believe God wanted it to stay that way. Obviously, the spirit, that word means it was hovering It was brooding over the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Dark, void, empty, and the Spirit of God moved. So, if that's the first chapter, three verses of your Bible, am I right about that? Then it doesn't take much rocket science to figure out that sounds to me like the first thing God wanted us to know about His Spirit is it's gonna move may be dark now, may be void now, may be empty now, but when the ultimate game changer shows up and starts moving, we're gonna have light, we're gonna have oceans, we're gonna have land, we're gonna have animals, we're gonna have the sun, come on, we're gonna have the stars. And you know as well as I do, Christ Tabernacle, that faith is in this room, that if he's the same yesterday, today and forever that means if God moved in a dark void chaotic mass of nothing the same God is in Herrick Illinois today if the doctor said there's no hope let the spirit move if somebody told you you can't come out of it let the spirit move And I I have no idea why this keeps coming to my head. It's either here or somebody watching. It keeps coming to my head. And I've learned not to disobey that voice. The doctor said, you'll never be able to have a baby. I kept hearing that in my brain. But let the spirit move. Let God's power. Y'all listen to me? Let the spirit move. The doctor says you can't, but the spirit can move and says you can. The doctor said you won't make it, but the spirit can move and God says you will make it. Somebody said, "Pastor, what I'm up against is going to be awfully hard for me to come out of this situation. Let the spirit move. The spirit is the ultimate game changer." If you have that picture back there, put that picture I sent uh, on the screen of that so that boat's called the Ever the Ever Given. The Evergreen Ever Given That was stuck and was wedged into the side of the Suez Canal. Canal, possibly due to high winds, but it was blocking crucial maritime traffic between Asia and Europe several years ago. You know, it stayed there for a long time and they estimated that $9.6 billion worth of trade every day was being held up by that boat being stuck. The 13-foot long Ship finally got freed up. Now, I'm, I'm going to read to you the article and then you're going to read between the article and I'll help you discern. The ship was finally freed by some hardworking salvage crews. I'm reading the article. But there was another important player to think: The moon. Remember a while ago in the beginning, God created and then the spirit moved and then God spoke. Well, the moon's part of that there was a fleet of tugboats that kept pulling on that boat i'm reading the article but it was a particularly strong tide effect of our giant natural satellite the moon that was vital the high tide rising at noon helped to push the back of the vessel while the boats pulled from the front with the ship's bow eventually breaking free of the riverbank. So I guess you get what I'm saying, right? Man-made machinery, which was millions of dollars. It's kind of like some of you in your life today. You've been trying, something's not working, and you're pulling against it. But guess what happened when the tide started changing? and the tide, there was a boat one time stuck out in the Atlantic, and they couldn't move it with millions of dollars of equipment. True story, and guess what? The tide rolled in, and I'm not talking about row tide row, the tide rolled in and it got that ship unstuck. Are you listening to me today? Daniel showed faithfulness before the lion's den but God showed faithfulness in the lion's den. God's the only one that can do the miraculous. You you say preacher what about the tugboats? The tugboats is kind of like you and me. We keep tugging at our problem which means you do what you can do but only the ultimate game changer which is God's wind and God's spirit is able to turn things around. You say, can you prove it by Bible? I can. There are some things that are not by your might. There are some things that are not by your power. But they are by my spirit, says the Lord. I know today it's too. 2024. I know what I'm up against. I'm up against a culture. You, We do. We like new gadgets. We want a new phone. We want a new car. We want a car that will drive us around. We want new technology. But from the youngest person here to the oldest person here, you hear... 53-year-old preacher, there's some things that only God's spirit can get you out of. There's some things that only him towering above your situation can break you loose from. And I could take you to the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. The book of Ezekiel 37, very quickly, it's the story of a valley full of dry bones. God tells the prophet I want you to prophesy to the bones. Get out there and start preaching. Tell them to hear the word of the Lord. So he did. Hey, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Because we need singing and we need preaching. Am I right? And the bones started coming together when he started preaching. Maybe that's where they got the song. You know, the leg bone connected to the something. And bones started coming together. They did. Get up dry bones and they started connecting but if you'll read your bible it talks about we still have a big problem because it said the sinews and the flesh came upon them skin even came upon them i read i quote but there was no breath in them and there ain't no way god was going to start putting things together to leave it like that and the lord came back and said now i want you to I want you to prophesy to that game changer. Prophesy to the wind. And I want you to say son, say to the wind, thus saith the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath. I need you to breathe upon He's slain that they may live. He said, okay, God. And he turned around, started prophesying to that game changer. And the Bible says this, as I prophesied, the breath came into them. Here it is. And when the breath came into them, they lived. And the second thing is, they didn't just live, but they stood up on their feet. An exceeding great army. Christ tabernacle, are you listening? It started turning for the better when the ultimate game changer came blowing in with his power and might. And when the breath came to those dry bones, they not only lived, but they stood up, and they didn't just stand up. They stood up as an exceeding great army. Why? Because a game changer changes things massively in a positive way. I preach to this church. Come on, somebody. There are some of you that the dry bones, that life, that situations is trying to take you out. I can't get, you say, what about AI ain't going to help you technology? It'll help you in some things, but you don't need higher levels of learning in this one. You need a touch that only God's power can give you. Yeah. Do you know that Paul asked the church in Galatia, can I come down here? I won't hurt And the little girl looked at her mom and said, Mom, if we give him the money now, will he let us leave? (laughs) So I. I don't want to do that to you. There's a question that Paul, I'm about done. There's a question that Paul asked in Galatians. Are you ready? Paul said, are you so foolish? Having begun with the ultimate game changer, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh. You know, I'm 53. You know how many younger preachers I'm having to challenge? It's terrible. How many young preachers I'm having to challenge? Don't you take the spirit out of that church you're pastoring. Don't you take the Holy Ghost out of that church you're pastoring. Well, pastor, are you not for, I'm all for new methods. I'm all for getting out of the box, but I'm not for getting out of the Bible because we can have programs, we can have schedules, we can have systems, our church has that. We can have the best greeters. Man, they can brush their teeth and you can get them professional toothbrushes. We can smile, we can, that lobby y'all got is probably one of the top lobbies ever, keep that lobby. I believe excellent. I believe cleaning the church. I believe good music. We have all that. Christ Tabernacle surely has all of that, but you cannot get rid of the ultimate game changer because at the end of, at the end of the day. I can't change a drug addict, but the Holy Ghost can. I can't get rid of alcohol, but the Holy Ghost can. I can't fix a broken marriage, but the Holy Ghost can. I can preach, but the Spirit has to move. And I think I, I think I can say this not because I'm kin to the Sueys or not because they trust me. I can say it because I'm a preacher. It would be foolish. Right. It would be foolish for us to try to end in the flesh what was started in the Spirit. If the Spirit moved in Genesis 1, and God said, let there be light." If the spirit moved in Ezekiel and bones came together, if the spirit moved in the book of Acts chapter two and the church was born, then in 2024, I can't get rid of the, let me just tell you this. I want everybody, don't do it now. Everybody to at least clap or stand if you identify with what I'm saying. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the ultimate game changer because I've been in place places in my life that if God didn't show up I would not have made it. I've been in places in my life that if the power of God had not overshadowed me I might not be here today. But God came in. He towered above the depression. He towered above the fear. He towered above the cancer. I remember we used to, remember them days when we had them choirs. Oh, we used to have all them choirs and we would get up and say the Holy Ghost save me, the Holy Ghost set me free. The Holy Ghost. I feel old right now. The Holy Ghost brought me out. Very simple. But we would get to the end and say, "Oh, there's something about the Holy Ghost." I know we're used to songs today that have three million words. (laughs) And we sing them four million times. We do it, we sing it at our church. But sometimes you just need a simple song that said, the Holy Ghost saved me. The Holy Ghost set me free. The Holy Ghost changed my life. Oh, there's something about the Holy Ghost. Then we would say, I've got that Holy Ghost down in my soul, just like the... Oh, pastor, shoulders, be careful. You're going old school. Well, if the new school's changing everything, why so much hell breaking loose in our country? i tell you what a change things is sometimes you just need to have a Holy Ghost prayer meeting. You just need to have a touch from God on high. You just need to have the spirit move inside of you. You just need to have him blow upon those drivers and they can live. Hallelujah. I've got a pastor friend of mine and he gave me a theory one time. I hadn't tried it yet. i might. He said, I don't counsel anybody in my office until they first go on a three-day fast. He said, usually by the second day, things are fixed. And I don't know if it's cause they're starving to death or if they really tapped into the ultimate game changer. Say it with me right now, say, God created me, say it. So only God can fix me. Uh, My my youngest son works for Mercedes Benz and he went there as a valet uh, 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 um, driver and he has stayed and he's 20 something years old and God has promoted my son at Mercedes Benz. And he just got married less than two years ago and he keeps getting promoted at Mercedes Benz. His dad don't drive that car, so it's a... So my, my son is one of the service advisors right now, which means he gets to tell you that it cost about eight grand to work on your car while I'm at Valvoline for $55.99. Yeah. You listening to me? They make some of those Mercedes. They make some of those cars. <clears throat> to where is, well, this is not in Illinois, but it's in Tennessee, very strong. Bubba can't work on some of them cars we have we have a lot of Bubba's in Tennessee because Bubba don't know how to work on the Mercedes by the way Bubba is that BMW which one is it? either one (laughs) the McLaren there's a Ferrari dealership now next to the Mercedes I don't have a Ferrari either it's in my dreams but not you cannot take that Ferrari to Jiffy Lube you cannot take that Ferrari are y'all listening to me because under the hood There's only so many of those cars and only so much of a mechanic, a trained, skilled, whatever, knows how to work on that. It's kind of like the man that, true story, man pulled over one time, years, obviously, years ago. He's working on his car. He's mad that it don't work. Pulls the hood up. He's trying to fix it. He can't. A car pulls up. Man gets out. He's got a suit on. And a man goes and looks under that hood, reaches his hand in there, twists a few things, says, start it now. And it starts. man had a... He said, I know a lot about these cars. My name's Henry Ford. So the owner, the originator fixed that car. This is not in my notes today. Musicians, you can come. But there are some in, you, in here today, Google cannot fix us. There's some things you're not going to be. Quit reading those articles on the internet. I'm, you, you, if, you, if your elbow's hurting right now and you go Google it, It'll have you dead by midnight tonight. You've got a rare disease in your elbow. There's 40 maggots and they're eating away at your skin. And by midnight tonight, you're a goner. Now you're depressed. Why don't we lay down some things that if if I have a Mercedes, I got to take it to my Mercedes mechanic. If I have a Ferrari, the Ferrari dealership needs to fix it. Henry Ford's not here today. But the one that created you is the only one that really can know how to fix you, solve you, turn you around, get you out of the mess that you're going through.